Hello, and welcome to the Artist Pivot Podcast. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and well, I'm your host. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. This is a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between that I hope will remind other creatives that we innately have it in us to reevaluate and adapt. When I'm not podcasting, my world is full of voiceovers, musical theater, mentoring, travel, and some cooking and baking. But enough about me. Let's get on with the show. On this episode, I am joined by mindset coach and performer, Rachel Josefina. She is the host of the Mindset in the Making podcast and is a mindset coach for anyone looking to drop the hustle mentality and find their worthiness in themselves rather than in their industry. After living in the musical theater hustle for almost a decade, she was determined to find another way. And that's when she found the love and energy of the universe. This spiritual awakening changed her life, and now she is on a mission to share this love and abundance with as many people as possible. We discuss granting yourself grace, shifting mindsets, and that you always have a choice. You get to choose how you want your career to fit into your life. Here's our conversation. All right, y'all. I am excited to say that on this episode, I am joined by Miss Rachel Josefina. Hello there. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you here. Yes, I, I've i been listening to your podcast and it's just amazing to hear like how resourceful actors are. I just love it. So I'm so happy that this is like what you, this what this came to be because it's so needed and it's so nice to hear that like people do other things because we're allowed to do other things. So I just think it's great. Yes. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And that was that's the point, like highlighting um, that actors and artists can do other things because we'll probably get into this. But there's kind of a stigma of like, if you do other things, you're not dedicated to your craft. Uh, Yeah. Which is such a lie. Such a lie. Yeah. Such a lie. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, (laughs) But welcome and thank you. Um, So I'd like to start off by asking you if I asked you to send me an imaginary text right now of how you were feeling, how's your day, what's going on, but you could only respond in emojis, what would mm. you text me? Oh, man. Um, I would send you the like yoga, the yogi, uh-huh. and I would send um, maybe the sleepy emoji too. <laughs> uh-huh. And... <laughs> um, I don't know. And like the magical, the like three, um, I use it all the time. I call it like the magic emoji, but it's like three stars basically. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and, and then the emoji with all the hearts around it, like feeling very loved. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'm here for it. Thank you for that imaginary text. Of course. That's such a great question. I love that. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much. I actually cannot take credit for that. I watched a show called Run the World, and there is this um, young woman, and uh, uh, how do I explain this in an elegant way? So this woman's dating dating this man, and he has a little girl, and every morning, the little girl and the woman he's dating, like, have a, like, good morning, and they go, like, three unicorns, a heart, and blah, 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 like, to, to describe oh, how they're cute. feeling each morning, and mm-hmm. the dad is trying to figure out, but he never figures it out. He's like, what are y'all <laughs> talking about? <laughs> love it they're like I was watching little that. language mm-hmm. exactly exactly I was watching that and I was like oh I'm gonna ask my guests what they feel like in emojis <laughs> yes I love that yes <laughs> yes yes so welcome 
And we're going to dive in, y'all. So, Rachel, I want to talk to you about what your career was like prior to the pandemic and what you in, you know, because of the pandemic have, in essence, birthed, created, and even like, you know, I know you're now a mindset coach. So how that is something that you are spreading now. So take me back first a couple years before the pandemic so that we can kind of flow into the changes and the pivots you've made. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to like 2016, which is when I, I had already graduated college. I had been working in the LA area in musical theater for mm-hmm. three years at that point. And I was like, okay, it's time to make the leap. I'm going to move to New York. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to New York. I was here for six months. I was auditioning for everything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting called back for any musicals, but I had gotten to the end of a lot of cruise ship auditions. Mm-hmm. And then I booked Royal and I went on a Royal ship as a dancer. And it was the first time that I had just danced and wasn't a singer. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then at the end of the contract, I was like, it was nice to have the confirmation of like, I really miss singing and I really do want to do it all. Right. Like okay. I want to do dancing, singing, acting. Um, cause I love dancing and it's definitely my, my forte, you know, if you want to say, but mm-hmm. it was nice to know that I missed it. Right. Miss singing. So then I auditioned to be in a musical on Royal. Didn't end up getting that but ended up um, being like a swing, which is where I met you at mm-hmm. the symphony rehearsals for a moment. Yes. And I was feeling like top of my vocal game. Like I had never felt better with my voice. I was feeling very, very confident. And then I ended up booking a Holland America ship where I was a singer dancer. And I was like, oh, this is really exciting. Like I am a singer. Cause I had always had this thing of like, you're just a dancer. Like I'd been told that my entire life and Mm -hmm. it's really hard to cross over somehow. Once people have seen you as like, this is who you are. It is so hard to just like be like, actually, no, this is not what I am. I just do it all. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is it. Like I am a singer dancer. Right. And I got really sick Mm -hmm. um, a week before the rehearsal started. I completely lost my voice singing and speaking And I went into rehearsals, like still not having recovered. And when you go into rehearsals, like you are singing way more than you would even on the contract, right? Because you're learning everything, you're in the rehearsal room. So it was like, oh gosh, I'm finally like being seen as a singer and now I have no voice. And Mm -hmm. I just had this incredible imposter syndrome and I felt just like such a failure. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not how you hired me. Like I felt so confident going into that audition and then here I am and I can barely even sing. Mm -hmm. And so that contract was probably, probably the hardest contract I've ever gone into because I already went in feeling like such a failure. Yeah. And so I like threatened to quit a couple of times because I was just so down in the dumps during rehearsals. And mind you, like the producers and the directors, like none of them were ever saying, oh, this isn't how we hired you. Like you're not sounding great. No one ever pulled me aside and had a conversation with me about like, you're not doing well. Like Mm -hmm. it was just my own brain. My own brain was like really just attacking me. And at that point, like I was pretty deep in what I've now realized as like just deep, deep insecurity, feeling very inferior and like almost self-hatred to be honest. And Mm -hmm. I think that it manifested 
in a lot of ways, including in getting sick. And like, um, I really do believe that like the energy that gets stuck in us comes out in illness. And so I do believe that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So I went into the contract and I, my voice was not recovering. And so we were in New York and I was like, I need to go see an ENT. Like, I feel like there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. I went to go see him. He told me that there were like little baby masses on my vocal cords, but they were totally fine. I was fine to do the contract. They had probably been there since I was like an early in my early twenties. Cause in oh. females it happens more often, okay. but totally fine. Like you can do vocal therapy when you're done with your contract and you'll be fine. Okay. And I was like, okay. So I went on my contract. I worked it out halfway through the contract. I was like, I need to just like start pushing my voice a little bit more, like freeing it a little bit. And I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm really working on, I don't know, just like feeling more free with my voice and not so technical. I then ended up, um, I don't know. My, my voice is fine, but then I popped out my shoulder (laughs) at the end of the contract. So it was just like, not great. You know, Mm -hmm. like I was really getting injured in all ways and including my mind too. Like I, again, was self-sabotaging with like binge drinking and with, um, I was in a relationship and I like made a lot of mistakes with that. And Mm -hmm. I was just being like, not a super gracious person to Mm -hmm. anyone, including myself. So Mm -hmm. getting off of that contract, I pretty much felt like I was broken in all senses. Like that was in 2019. Okay. So I took that whole year. I decided like 2019, I'm going to just not perform. I need to do vocal therapy. I have to do physical therapy for my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I need to like somehow figure out my mental space because I just feel like I'm completely broken. Yeah. So I took an entire year off actually before Mm -hmm. the pandemic even started and was like, I just need to rehab everything. That -hmm. was when I discovered um, spirituality truly. Mm -hmm. Like I had this beautiful, beautiful spiritual awakening from a vocal coach who introduced me to Byron Katie, who's an author, and I read Loving What Is. And that was kind of the first way that I got into like, oh, I can actually believe in something bigger than me because I never had religion in my life. And it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this actually is so great because I'm not the only one that's having to make my life happen. I actually have this other energy that's infinite. That's like always, I can always turn to, I can always know that like it's working with me to Mm -hmm. make my life better always. And that was so freeing. And that's really when the mindset stuff started coming in. So as I was taking this break, um, I was trying to get back into performing, rehabbing my, myself. And the mindset stuff was just kind of like, I was using it within my own life, but I wasn't wanting to teach anyone yet. Okay. So then I had surgery on my vocal cords in July of 2019 because I had nodules that had formed and they weren't going to go away. And Mm -hmm. they were like, you just need to have surgery. And I was like, okay. So I had surgery and we're all good now. Mm -hmm. And then I did one show before the pandemic and that was Uh Music Man. And it was like my first time going back performing after like nine months off. Mm -hmm. And it just felt so great. Like getting into the audition, I felt so free. Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, I love this. It was so nice to have a break. And now I'm so ready to take this on and, and I'm going to move back to New York. Like, Mm -hmm. so I moved back to New York in January of 2020 
right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like yes. perfect timing. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and right before I moved back, I was working with this vocal coach who is now a business coach for performers to help okay. them create businesses. Yeah. And so I started my mindset coaching mm-hmm. as a way of gaining more income. So it really started out more as like, I just need a way to make money that's mm-hmm. not dependent on anyone else, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. And it like started taking shape before the pandemic. I was coaching and creating content like in January, February, um, as I was actively in the uh, audition season in New York. Mm-hmm. And then... After going to a couple auditions and feeling like, you know, I feel like I really need to train some more. Like, I don't feel like I'm ready. And I'm actually going to stop auditioning. And I'm just going to take 2020 to like be in New York, set up financially and train. Mm -hmm. So that was Mm -hmm. a week before the pandemic happened. I had already decided to stop. Oh, wow. And then the pandemic happened and everyone Mm -hmm. was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, this is so weird. I already decided this. Uh-huh. Like, how did I? So it was, so it's weird because I didn't get that, like, I didn't get anything taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is like huge privilege, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't feel like I had anything taken away from me in the pandemic. Right. I honestly worked more and I like, I think I gained, obviously I lost like social interaction and that, but like I gained so much with the pandemic and I'm very, very grateful that like I had that time. So the pandemic Mm -hmm. really amped up my mindset coaching and shaped it into like, I just had so much space to figure out like, what do I actually want to bring to people? Like, what is the message that I actually want to be sharing with everyone? Because Mm -hmm. First, it was like, oh, injury, because I'd been injured just so many times. Like, how do we deal with that mentally? Yeah. Because when you're taken away from your art, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, it's way more rehab mentally and emotionally than it is actually physically. Yeah. So it was that at first. And then I was like, okay, but that's that's like very specific. How can I broaden this a little bit? And ultimately, I started my podcast, Mindset in the Making, mm-hmm. and now it is basically like empowering people to know that they always have a choice. Like in every single moment of their life, they just really always have a choice. You have a choice of how you want to feel. You have a choice of how you want to react. You have a choice of what you want to do. But that like, I'm stuck. I'm a victim of my life. It's like when you realize and you really decide like, no, I do have a choice in this and I can empower myself to say I've had a choice that's truly the message that I want to bring forward. Yeah. And that's kind of, even within the pandemic, you know, like you get to choose if this time off is the worst thing in the world or is something that you can make it, which is this podcast. You know what I mean? It's like, how, yeah. how did you pivot and make it work for you? You know, make, mm-hmm. make it work with you. So, right. Um, so yeah, my, my career was not just like, oh yeah, it was like, roses and rainbows. And then the pandemic happened and it all got taken away. Like it was up and down. It was a roller coaster on and off the whole time. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. pandemic felt like, I don't know, it it felt like a much needed break, but I had already Mm -hmm. decided to take the break anyway. And then the universe was just like, 
that was the right choice for you. And right. like, this is the confirmation, you know, it's like, that's yes. how I felt. <laughs> yes. That's so interesting. That's so interesting that you were like, oh, I'm going to take a break. Like you, you're like, I am going to take a break. Everybody else is going to continue. I'm going to work on myself and I'll see y'all in a year. Right. And then the pandemic happens and you're like, uh, well, I guess everybody got to take a break. <laughs> well, I already decided to take a break. So this ain't a shock to me. Like I was already going to be like, see you in a year. Right. It's, yes. It's that. It's like, at first there was 100% shock. There was sadness. There was grief. Right for first of all loss of life yes but then loss of like our careers loss of like our identity I think I did an episode with someone about like we were like who are we now Mm because we were so tied to our identities as performers yeah what and but then like you said people who chose to be like okay you know what well, I got to do something. I got to pivot and I got to make this time work for me because time's going to continue. Whether we like it or not, like time is continuing in this pandemic. Like how yeah. are we at the end of 2021? What? I I can't. <laughs> what? How did we get here? But it's because time continued. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's a whole pandemic, but time was like, oh, I'm still going to go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is. It is crazy. But that's, that's very, very interesting. I Yes. Yeah, so you were like, I'm taking a break anyway. So like, yeah. here it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so I love that. So with that, you know, your your mindset coaching began to flourish because you had the time to create and really hone in. OK, what do I want to share? What are my life experiences? I want to be like, hey, this is what I've learned and this is what I want to share with you. And in doing that. I know you, you wrote down something that I, I like really resonated with me and that, you know, in this time you were actually able to learn about yourself and create a life that wasn't revolved about being a performer and rather being a human being. Mm-hmm. And like, let's dive into that for a second, because we know that as performers, our careers have been so much at the forefront that our lives were molded around our careers. And now we really need to be thinking about, yeah, no, I'm going to commode my career around my life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, I love talking about this because it is probably the biggest thing that I've gained during mm-hmm. the pandemic. And I want to be completely transparent, though. It's something that I am very sometimes still like doubt myself that I hold being a human above being a performer, mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing to me when I actually say it out loud. But yeah. there are moments where I'm like, all of these things that I've created in my life, like he, like amazing, amazing, deep friendships, like an incredible social life, to be honest, like with mm-hmm. my friends, an amazing romantic relationship, a sense of self, like my own self-care my Mm -hmm. own spiritual practice, my own, like being able to find magic, being able to trust my intuition, just Mm -hmm. being like being a a sister, being a daughter, being, being Rachel, like Mm -hmm. in all aspects and honing into that. Sometimes I have this moment when I see people on Instagram and I'm being transparent because I want everyone to know, like, even as a mindset coach, I am not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are going to be moments where you're doubting yourself and it doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. It just means we've been so deeply conditioned to believe that we have to be a performer and that has to be our identity and that has to be 
the end all be all, or we're Uh not actually a real performer, or we actually don't care, or we're not a professional, or we're just doing it for a hobby, or whatever BS everyone says, right? Mm -hmm. But those things matter so much. Like, Finding what you love outside of performing when people always say like, well, what are your hobbies? And you always say like, well, I like to sing, act and dance. Like, you know, like we've just got to have other hobbies. Mm -hmm. We've just got to, because as we saw, like when those things get taken away in the, in the way that we know how to do them, Mm -hmm. where we think that we find our worth through them, which is also, I think the biggest thing is that when you are identifying, identifying as a performer, it means that your worth comes from that. Yeah. Whereas when you identify as a human, your worth comes from being a human and it's impossible to not be a human. Like as long as you are taking breaths, you are worthy because you are a human and you are being, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Like you are worthy just because you are worthy because mm-hmm. you took a breath today mm-hmm. and that's it. And so reminding yourself that like, discovering that is the most powerful thing you could ever do. And that's what I give to my clients. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. But yes, that is that is something we, and I'm going to include myself in this, discovered in the pandemic. Like, if you had asked me before, Ayana, what are your hobbies? Oh, well, I mean, sometimes I cook and bake, but that's only when I have time when I'm not auditioning. Like, it was always, like, mm-hmm. around... When am I going to go to this audition? Oh, I need to book a contract. Oh, I need to do, like, literally life was around specifically musical theater. Mm-hmm. And when it was all stripped away, and you have to go, oh, who are you? As like a person. Oh, that's right. You have a sister. You are someone's daughter. You are a cousin. You are a friend. You are a woman. Like, you, like mm-hmm. all of these things that, we're always around, but you never were like, oh, I should probably stop and take care of that and be like, that contract, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to do it because I'm going to go hang out with my sister. Right. <laughs> like imagine saying no to a job or something that like doesn't actually really excite you that much just because like maybe you're like, oh, well, but I'm giving being given it. So I need to be just be grateful for it. Uh-huh. Imagine saying no because you actually want to go to this person's wedding. Uh Or like you actually want to be at home with your significant other. Like I look back at that, like I took a contract while I was in a relationship and I didn't see this person for seven months. And like, Mm. I know people that have done it and it's worked out and it's great and like props to you. But knowing that I actually don't have to find my worth through a job and I wouldn't actually have to choose that and I could wait for something that's actually better for me and my relationship to cultivate that, like... Knowing that there would be an option for both. Oh my gosh, I would never do that again, ever. Yes, I 100% agree with you. You, We have the choice. We have the choice to go, "Mm, that doesn't fit in my life. So I'm going to say no. But it's the confidence, like you said, of knowing I have the choice. And what's meant for me is meant for me. And like, if this doesn't fit in my life, this doesn't fit in my life. And it's okay. Right. Right. And yeah. And like, not only are you saying no to, by saying no to this, you're saying like, I'm going to prioritize what I want to prioritize, but knowing that the universe is then going to like reward you in a way because Mm -hmm. it knows what you don't want. Therefore Mm -hmm. knowing what you do want. 
Like by saying no to something that's not going to be for your benefit, you're allowing and you're opening up space in your life for the universe to give you something that's going to be more fitting for where you are. So like the longer that you keep saying yes to things that you don't actually really care about, you're telling the universe, those are the things that you want to keep saying yes to. Mm -hmm. So until you start to say no to those and allow space, which is so scary, yes, like so scary because you're like, what if something else doesn't come? Right. Uh We're so deep in this, like, there's not enough jobs. There isn't enough money. Like, what if nothing else comes along Mm -hmm. and I'm saying no, and this is my only chance? What if I miss out on the opportunity? Mm -hmm. But it's the knowing of like, you can never miss out on the opportunity that's meant for you. And there's just always going to be something that's better suited for you Mm -hmm. down the down the line. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. if not this, then something better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the the scarcity and lack of mindset that we're unfortunately taught Mm -hmm. in the industry that we think, oh, I got this job, so I have to take it. No, you don't. There will be other things that come, like you said, for specifically for you. You're not going to miss them because they're specifically for you, but you had to say no to this other thing so that you could say yes to what was for you. Yes. And it's like operating now from a place of abundance and knowing something's going to come and it's mm-hmm. the thing that was meant for me. But I had to say no in that like, oh, but I got this contract and th- should I take it? Should I not? But if you're not feeling it, don't take it because then something else is going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I have a s- quick little story like exactly on sure. that. So my friend, yeah. my friend April, she has been doing self-tapes like once a week throughout the entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she got offered um, a job and it was for a, like a dream role. And, but the, she would have been leaving the week that she was moving in with her partner where she was like oh. creating a home with this person okay. for the first time. And she was having such a hard time. Like, I need to say no to this, but like, how can I get a job after a pandemic and say no? How is that going to be okay? So, but ultimately she said no. She created this beautiful home with her partner. She continued sending in tapes and she's now on tour with Mean Girls. Part of a cast that is like looking out for her emotional health, Mm -hmm. looking out for like making sure everything is equal, making sure that there's justice, making sure like the amount of training and the amount of just checking in and mm-hmm. communication and support that is in this cast that she's talked about yeah, is incredible. And had she said yes to this job, she wouldn't have been able to make the self-tape to submit for Mean Girls. Right. She would have never gotten this job mm-hmm. had she said yes to the other one. So it's mm-hmm. like seeing it happen in real life Like, cause you know, we can say this over and over again, but until you actually see someone go through it, you're like, wait, oh my gosh, that's actually exactly what I need to do. Right. Trusting, knowing Mm -hmm. and trusting that it's, there's going to be something for you coming around the corner. Yes. That, that knowing and trusting there is something coming around the corner and it, and you know, Mm -hmm. the saying walking by faith and not by sight. And knowing mm-hmm. there's something coming. Yes, but again, as human beings, we're like, oh, but because we like we like certainty or, our, well, let me say our brains like certainty right. and order and knowing what's next. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. doesn't work that way. Life doesn't really work <laughs> that way. If you really think about it, nobody knows what's next. <laughs> right, right. Yes, you may like- have a nine to five, but you could lose that nine to five tomorrow. 
Exactly. The unprecedented times have actually been like that the whole time. The pandemic mm-hmm. just took away all the, you know, ideas that we thought that we knew. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Absolutely. The certainty we thought we had. Right, we thought, exactly. Oh, you th- oh, you thought you had it? Oh, let me <laughs> let me teach you a little something here. Like. <laughs> right. Everyone's getting a little too comfortable. <laughs> that, that. Y'all getting a little too comfortable in this whole, like, you think you got life together thing. So I'm going right. to come and mess it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's, that is... Something I think we're all still learning. And I think, again, still, still, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? I think becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. that's in an uncomfortable position where you don't really know what's happening, but you're like, okay, I'm walking by faith. I'm trusting the universe has me. God has me like, okay, like I, I got to, but you're uncomfortable. You are uncomfortable with that, but it's becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable and knowing, right. okay, I got to take my hands off. My hands are off. All right, what, what's, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But knowing something is going to happen. Right. You know. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for me coming into spirituality and mm-hmm. as someone who didn't grow up with religion, mm-hmm. I had this idea of like people who just give their life over to God mm-hmm. um, are like so lazy because they're not doing anything and they're just like, oh, God's going to give it to me. That's mm-hmm. truly like the what I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anymore because I think the biggest misconception is that the idea of like when you take your hands off, mm-hmm. you're only taking your hands off the wheel, but you're not taking your foot off the gas. Ah, bingo. Like you are still moving forward and you're mm-hmm. still taking action, but you're mm-hmm. allowing God or you're allowing spirit or the universe to guide which way to go. Like you're keeping your eyes open and looking at the signs and saying like, okay, this thing is attracting me or this thing is inspiring me. So I'm going to take a step forward in that direction. Mm -hmm. Right. But knowing that like wherever life is taking you, you're allowed to not know five steps ahead. You just have to know this next step. And then the universe will, will reveal the next one. And you just keep putting that one foot in front of the other but you don't just sit there and wait for everything to come to you. That's actually not how it works because that's when nothing happens. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Like you just still keep taking steps forward, whether that's in not like, and that doesn't mean like taking dance classes or taking voice lessons or mm. acting classes or whatever. Like you can take steps forward in other parts of your life. And that's actually going to add to the part where you want it. Because when you start, vibrating and aligning with that feeling of abundance and that feeling of love and that feeling mm-hmm. of I am worthy and I am enough mm-hmm. in one area of your life, it's going to bleed into everything else. So the more yeah. that you can align with inspiration and with purpose, yeah. it's going to go to every other part because I think that what people potentially don't know is that every part of our life is connected. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that compartmentalization is like a lie. Like, I don't believe it's truly possible because I really believe that everything is connected. And that's why Mm -hmm. if one area of your life is really, really suffering, like it bleeds into the rest of your life. And until Mm -hmm. you really like inquire and get curious about what's going on there, the rest of your life can't flourish. Yes. Yes. A a thousand percent to everything you just (laughs) 
said, like a thousand percent, because it it's right. Compartmentalizing is not you can't really do that because it's you. It's your life. You are you are the human which this life rotates around. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, if one part is not doing too well, yes, that is going to spread and bleed into the other parts if you don't catch it, if you don't take care of it. Oh, I need to take care of this part of my life because I know I don't want it to affect the rest of my life because my life revolves around me. I am mm-hmm. the human this life is revolving around. <laughs> so, yes, everything is going to be affected. And with taking your hands off the wheel, I com- I 1000% agree with you of like, yeah, my hands are off the wheel. But the gas is still, my foot's still on the gas. I'm still open to seeing things. But just knowing that I don't control everything. And Mm -hmm. also, I've come to the point where I don't want to control everything. Right. I've realized that God's plans are greater than mine. I've been like, wait a minute. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. But that was already coming towards me because I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. So my my next question to you would be, if you could, I mean, this whole episode was like a nugget of wisdom to everybody. <laughs> but if you could pare it down to like just a nugget of wisdom for someone to like be like, OK, this is my advice for you or this is my little my little gem to give to you um, from what I've learned or am still learning to just be like, Here, here's my advice. Here's my little my little two cents. Um, I think I don't remember what I wrote down because I know you asked me this before, but um, I, I'm just going to say what's coming okay. to me and then I, I do want to see what I wrote down though. Okay. Um, yes, yeah. So I think for me is that things in life are allowed to be neutral. Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually have to make when quote unquote bad things happen. You don't actually have to make that mean that you're a bad person mm-hmm. or that you're deserving of this bad thing. Mm-hmm. Or that karma is coming to kick you in the ass because you made a mistake, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to make that mean or like not getting an audition or having someone break up with you or whatever that is that mm-hmm. is seemingly like, oh, it's because I'm unlovable. It's because I'm unworthy. It's because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. You actually don't have to do that. You can actually make that mean nothing. Right. Like it's just what it is. This is just right. what life is giving me at this moment and it's okay that it's uncomfortable and it's okay that it doesn't feel good and we get to figure out why does this feel so uncomfortable like what am mm-hmm. I, what am i making this mean about me mm-hmm. and is that actually true mm-hmm. is it actually true that i'm not worthy is it actually true that i'm not good enough and when yeah. you really ask that question with an open mind and an open heart absolutely not it's never true like you are just always worthy and you are always lovable and you learned something from that thing or that mm-hmm. person always. It was serving you at one point, but just because it didn't work out doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I am constantly learning and would just love everyone to know because we are our own worst critics. Yes, we are. <laughs> and you just don't have to make everything mean something bad about you because you're a beautiful, beautiful human. Mm-hmm. And you're deserving of everything that you desire because it wouldn't be there if it wasn't meant for you. Like it would not be in your brain mm-hmm. if it wasn't meant for you. That mm-hmm. was more than a little gem, but yes. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I'm I'm here. I'm here for that. Um, and 
I will read actually what you wrote down for me in the question that I that I asked you. And you said, the biggest thing is that you have choice always. You get to choose how you want your career to fit into your life. You get to choose what auditions you do and don't go to. You get to choose how you feel walking into the room. You get to choose every second of your day. Yes. I got chills over my own words. That was so (laughs) great. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. You get to choose always. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, I think that's the ultimate lesson that we're learning. And like you said, still days you're like, okay, wait, let me put the Instagram down. Right. I have the choice to look at that or not. Cause that's distracting me. Let me go make some of my own content or something. You know, it's like you literally have the choice. Mm Mm-hmm. You have it. And I think being comfortable with that and also being okay with the choices you made. Because I think also sometimes we question the choice. I made the choice. I stood firm. This is what I wanted. But then you go, oh, wait, was that the right choice? Mm-hmm. And knowing like, yeah, I've for me, I made the right choice for me. Because people mm-hmm. going to criticize you. I literally had a conversation with someone the other day. People going to criticize you no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So make the choice that aligns with you and your soul and what you want for your life and go with it. Because people going to criticize you either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. they're always gonna have an opinion and and that's okay and you're allowed to listen to that opinion and you're allowed Mm. to take it in and think about it and have an open mind about that opinion but at the end of the day it's not their choice how you live your life it's your choice how you live your life and it's not your choice how they live their life that too like you don't know they don't know what's best for you, but also you don't know what's best for them. And that is something that I'm also learning is like, I don't actually know what's best for everyone. And mm-hmm. even though I'm a coach and that kind of sounds weird, like I don't know what's best for my clients. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell my clients what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell them what's the best choice for them. I can only ask questions, inquire, give my perspective mm-hmm. and open up a new possibility. And then they get to choose whether or not that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Rachel, so much for sharing. Oh, thank of you. Thank course. you. Thank you. So two things before I let you go. Number one, where can everybody find you? Give me all of your social media handles, your websites. And don't worry, everybody, I'm also going to put this in the show notes. But where can everybody find you? Yes, I hang out on Instagram the most. Okay. And my handle is at Rachel.Josefina. And then I do also have a group on Facebook that's in combination with Suzanne Prichelle. And it's an extension of, sorry, there's a very loud truck outside. Um, (laughs) But I have a Facebook group in um, combination with Suzanne Prichelle, who's the founder of Point to Rise and Rise Media. But we hold artist workshops in New York City. And we have an extension of that group that's on Facebook where we check in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We talk about you know, the magic of the universe and the wisdom that we're sharing and then the fun Mm -hmm. that we're having in our week. Mm -hmm. So you can find us on Facebook there and join the community with artists who are really looking to make a change starting with self. Mm -hmm. And then I have my podcast, Mindset in the Making. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. It comes out every single Monday and you'll have solo episodes from me and then episodes with beautiful guests as well. Amazing. 
I love it. Amazing. So don't worry, everybody. All of that will go into the show notes if you didn't catch that. Um, And yes, this last thing before I let you go, Rachel, I must say to you that I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I love that. Oh, I'm going to take that in for just a moment. I love that I acknowledge you. Like, we just want to be seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and so everything welcome. that you're doing and the words that you're bringing to the world. And yeah, I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing. Please feel free to visit this episode's show notes for links to get in touch with my guest, as well as a link to rate and review my podcast on Podchaser. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down to the rate and review section. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share this episode with at least one friend. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you.